my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the courage to grab Zach Bagans by the ankles and give him a little tug. My name is Joel Kleinberger. Oh, fuck. Uh, and I'm Eric Hoofnagel. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, before we really get into the episode proper, Eric, we're at the end of the third season of Ghost Adventures and thus the end of the third season of Come Fight Me in the Dark. Yeah. It's been such a wonderful journey with I you, mean, my boy. Yeah, third season. This is the season of mockery. Mockery of the Trinity. And and speaking of mocking of the Trinity, <laughs> I want to start us off right away with a little Bible study. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. Oh my God! Did you just hear a voice? Oh as much as we give uh, Zach Bagan shit about turning the previous episode at Prospect Place into a flashback-filled bullshit factory, <laughs> I'm going to flash us back to some earlier Ghost Adventures episodes because Eric, I I purchased. Uh, a new book in the Zach Bagans biblical lore, Whoa. Dark World, his initial biography. This was written before I Am Haunted. Wouldn't you know it, there's a section in here called The People We Meet. And we've had a lot of, you know, favorites that we've met in this uh, in this series. A yeah. lot of witnesses that we've fallen in love with. Oh, my God. Who do you think... Is Zach is the first witness that Zach Bagans chooses to talk about in this biography? Oh shit! Well, is it is this a horny thing? Is this a female? I'm not giving you. I'm not, not playing that game. Anything. You gotta okay, go okay, with okay, your okay, gut. Fine. You gotta go with your gut. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with old with old Silver. Nope. Oh. The first person that Zach decides to talk about. Is Redbone! Oh, Redbone Riot! <laughs> right down here on cell 78, Brown Bay. There's one good death in here. Wow, Redbone! That's right, the Redbone Riot is here. He is the first person to jump out at Zach Bagans, the first honorable mention. And damn it, Eric, in that episode, we made the joke that. It wasn't planned for Redbone to be there, that he just, like, got the call, and he's just <laughs> swerved around the corner and, like, pulled up on these goth boys. trash-filled car. Yeah, and we're right. That's exactly what happened. Redbone just drived by and was like, hey! All right, what do you got filming? One of the first people I ever met was outside Moundsville Penitentiary in West Virginia. We were filming some background footage when a little red car pulled up and an older man I can only describe as a, in quotes, character interrupted <laughs> us. 
And then Zach uh, types out his impersonation of Redbone. What you guys filming? <laughs> and he asked in a backwoods drawl. And, you know, he recounts about how, you know, how powerful it was to see this man sad in this prison. But he also recounts how he really hoped that he would leave his overflowing tobacco spit cup in the car before oh. they began filming. <laughs> That is so Redbone. Ain't that just Redbone? <laughs> Redbone just pulled into these boys' lives. They had no idea what they were in store for. Is that is that a cup of beans? Nah, that's my spit. That's my chew. Uh, I love the description of an overflowing oh, God. spit cup. <laughs> I, you know it was just like a fucking like like a McDonald's like like paper cup that was just yeah. old and like yellowing on the rim. <laughs> yeah, just, just just wanting to die. Just please let me go. And he just keeps spitting in it. Well yeah, Redbo hasn't had McDonald's monies for three months. He can't get a new cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some sad culture of fucking mold that just that was enjoying the orange juice that used to be in there, but now is just subsisting on on toxic spit, and it's just it just wants to crawl out and fucking live on literally any other surface. If there's one true origin story of Haxus from Ferngully, it's that spit cup from Redbone. <laughs> Poison slug. <laughs> Speaking of Moundsville, the next person he talks about is good old Ray, the old man that almost died on camera as he opened the door and fell backwards. What? This is all the same episode. He only talked about three people in this section and two of them were from Moundsville. When we talked about Ray... We thought that maybe Zach was, like, worried and wanted to, like, look like a hero, which is why he kept it in. But uh, it turns out Zach thought the whole situation was a little bit uh, funny. (laughs) Oh, you fucking son of a bitch. Zach, you fucking shit. Ray's last name is is Goffenbach, which Zach said, at first, I thought his name was Golfing Ball. (laughs) <laughs> Goffinbaugh just sounds like like a written out cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he did think that uh, he seriously thought that Ray saw the cameras and fainted from fright and died. And lucky for us, he just had a bad case of imbalance and fell over from lack of equilibrium. He ended up being a great source of information on the prison, but not before putting a little fear into us. Dot, dot, dot. And comedy. <laughs> I mean, okay. I I will say I I enjoyed the old man dying bit. Oh, probably the most of any character introduction ever. And, and there's no other that it takes the cake. Like there's never been, or <laughs> I doubt ever will be, an introduction of a character in the show who just opens the door and then just dies. I'm Ray Flump. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. Comedy was had. But, you know, Eric, sometimes when you're a celebrity, 
you end up interacting with people you don't necessarily want to. And that's grandma and her chippies. <laughs> she does not mention the chippies. This picture says grandma gallop with her chippies. Uh. I have to read you this whole section. Not only because of the content, but for how prophetic we are. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. The title of the section is Hanging Out with Vampires. Oh, shit. Which yes. you might already be able to guess yeah. who they're referring to. Yeah. While in Edinburgh, we investigated Greyfair Cemetery, and just before going there, we interviewed Chris... K-R-Y-S-S. <laughs> Count the number of movie references Zach drops in this fucking story. We look, he looked like the dude from The Crow, all dressed up in black leather and piercings. He told us a story about how he was a vampire, which we didn't think much of, but it ended up being one of the weirdest encounters I've ever had. Everywhere we went... Chris would be there, walking by himself in the distance and staring at us. It was stalkerish, or like something out of The Hitcher, where the weird guy in the trench coat is always over your shoulder. (laughs) He's just trying to sell him ketamine. Now this gets fucking nuts, Eric. (laughs) Oh shit. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you strapped in? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I'm ready. I'm fucking up. One night... After the investigation, he invited Aaron and I out to the underground bar that was actually set inside one of the Edinburgh vaults. It was a dark, gothic place that you would think I would feel right at home in, but instead, it had the opposite effect. It creeped me out, which is saying a lot, since I have my own dungeon in my house. We'll talk about that later, Oh my god! What? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's a weird one to drop in the middle of a story, but okay. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. (laughs) We met Chris and his four friends who were also dressed very dark, like the people in 30 Days Tonight, which is the wrong title, Zach. It's 30 Days of Night, but whatever. All of them worked at an armory or a sword shop. They were not normal. Oh my god. Well, in this group of four, they had one overweight kid who they beat up like it was a recreational activity. Sound familiar, Zach? Wow. We were sitting in the bar and they would just start hitting him in the body and even the face. It was very awkward. And just to make things weirder, these people told Aaron and me they were vampires, but instead of feeding on blood, they fed on sex. officially freaked out oh so freaked out oh come on dude come on zach you were just being coaxed into a fucking edinburgh orgy oh eric oh no it continues oh fuck all right i looked at aaron and he looked at me and we both knew it was time to get away we walked back to the bar and looked back at our booth There they were, sitting in their black leather leather clothes, under the misty green light like the bar in Blade, beating up their fat mascot. 
We didn't want to be rude and leave, but we were definitely not comfortable in the situation, so we decided to make a run for it. We walked into the street, and I swear, they were out there waiting for us. (laughs) Where are you going? One asks. What period dot period the period hell? Question mark. Could things get any stranger? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Actual quote. He says, yep. (laughs) Oh, fuck. At the next bar, Eric, they told us about the island they lived on and how they were embroiled in a bitter vampire war with a rival vampire gang from Italy. They asked us to go to their island so they can turn us into vampires, too. It's ironic that a guy like me, who has always been enamored with vampires and the supernatural, was uncomfortable around people who claim to be just what I was. That's a weird sentence, Zach, that implies that you're actually a vampire. They said that they that they feed on sex. They're they're just saying come to our island so that we can jerk you off. Cause of death masturbation? We see, Zach, that you have a fat friend you abuse too. Let's put the two fatties in the in the middle Fuck and you, all Zach. just punish Fuck you. them. Fuck you for, for yeah. acting surprised. That that your that that your fan base is abusing their fat beta. Yeah, Fuck exactly. you. I know you're heavy, so it might take a couple spirits to pick you up. Okay. I would have gone to the island and done ketamine with him and his friends. Are you kidding yeah. me? I would have loved to see what exactly the war between the Italian vampires and them would have consisted oh, of. That right? Been so fucking sick. Is it like a fuck off? Like, do they all just throw their betas in the middle and whoever can fuck their beta the best? Like, what is what exactly is happening? You, who, whoever comes first loses. <laughs> <laughs> Given the general appearance of Chris Ascari, I wonder if by island they mean like some piece of rock that they like pedal to in the small boat. Like something straight out of like a Don Bluth cartoon. Like, like, like a, like a bunch of water with like crocodiles. And then there's like a little yeah. bit of land with like a tree and like a fucking dilapidated tree house. In yeah, it. exactly. There's one big fat croc on the shore. Who's just like picking his tooth with a bone. Yeah, let's make music together. <laughs> let's make sweet harmony. Oh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Let's make vampires together, baby! You take the dough, I'll take the ray, you better hang on to me! (laughs) And so that brings us into uh, our current episode where we are talking about Ghost Adventures Season 3, the final episode, Clovis Wolf Manor. We just arrived in Clovis, California to investigate the Wolf Manor. This place has been called a black hole. Can you see me at all? At all, anything. Infrared light. It can only see a a, a small portion, right? I know you're in here. I can hear you. Can you see them? I can't see. I can't see. We need ultraviolet camera down here. We can't see them with this spectrum of light. This place is a black hole. This is why they call this place the black hole of Clovis? I guess that's why they call it the black hole of Clovis. Clovis. Clovis Wolf Clovis. 
Which definitely sounds like a like a location in Elden Ring. I like I th- I initially thought that they were going to go over to Europe immediately, not <laughs> no. Cowboy Country <laughs> in California. Yeah, Clovis Wolf Manor. Clovis Wolf Manor is absolutely the name of the castle on the island where Chris Ascari goes to fuck and feed. <laughs> you mean the same thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, they call this place the Black Hole of Clovis. <laughs> Black Hole of Clovis sounds like a really bad affliction. <laughs> you you said that you met up with uh, the number three lover on findlover.com, uh, <laughs> Caroline, and it looks like she may have given you the Black Hole of Clovis. Ooh, you You're... got Black Hole Clovis? Oh shit, man! I'm sorry, dude. That's gonna be that's gonna be really bad. I mean, that's that's off the charts on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it could it it also just sounds like somebody with a really bad reputation in the town. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's just some lady outside being like, "Now that's me. I'm the black hole of Clovis." Don't get it fucking confused. No strings attached. She was. Buck naked. Buck naked, yeah. Well, I do want to really, 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 really want to f*** that. Tom Wolf, our first uh, guest and the guide slash the owner <laughs> oh. of the manor. Oh. I'm going to get, I'm going to say some shit about him. First, I have to ask you, Eric, is this Zach's actual dad? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> when he showed up wearing exactly exactly the same clothes as the Gak. I... Yeah. So, fucking... What's his name? Uh, you know, uh, Basement Museum, uh, uh, boring, bald, uh, uh, insert name here he's so he's so not okay wait i got I, it. he's so unmemorable he's the the boring member of the zaddies we will always remember murray silver and richard senate but i just had to look up john zaffis that's again. right that's right zaffis he when he approached it looked like he had been briefed he had been told what to wear because none of it matched his surroundings. But this guy, I question whether this is just a beautiful coincidence. It's just the, it's the fucking meme of all the Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Yeah. All of them all at once, like, looking at each other. And they're like, whoa, dude, affliction? Whoa, dude, tap out? What the fuck? Whoa, hold up. But you're older. Are you my dad? Daddy? 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 Dad. Which... It, it goes deeper uh, into the fact that this might be Zach's actual dad because <laughs> oh, God. I am really beginning to think after three uh, three seasons of Ghost Adventures that the world of the paranormal is a giant pyramid scheme because Tom Wolf literally purchased this house in order to turn it into a Halloween attraction slash haunted house. Oh, it is shit. the definition of a Dude. reverse Scooby-Doo. <sighs> That that explains his demeanor and his like yeah. the way he talks about everything perfectly. Because like he oh, is yeah. so oh, yeah. fucking he is so amped about this place being haunted. He is pushing it. And oh, Yeah, my you're right. God, yeah. This guy does seem like he would be Zach's dad. Like he is <laughs> he is Zach from like this is the Zach Zach multiverse. You know? <laughs> this is this is another form of Zach. That's just mm-hmm. older and frumpier 
and just didn't happen to have all the cool shit uh, in Vegas to like get him to the top. Yeah. So he was in Clovis yeah. and decided to buy the only haunted house. Shaggy, Scoop, Zoinks! Let's see old man Humphreys really is. To his knowledge, as somebody with, n- he was not a historian, who is a person who just bought this property to turn it into a haunted house, he said in his opinion, in his opinion, that <laughs> thousands had died there. Every single person they interview in this episode, Eric, is a paranormal investigator. We're back on that shit. What's here? I'm starting to smell some weird stuff, too. Yeah, are you smelling that? It just hit me over here. Kind of like sulfur. There's there's one one little little bit of editing that Zach does that um, infuriated me because it was so so easy but also like somehow strangely hilarious. So it, it please tell me it just shows a man sw- sweeping on the sidewalk and he goes <laughs> and he's like the Clovis Manor a secret. That the people of Clovis could not sweep away. And then it cuts up close to the man sweeping. And he's not even sweeping. <laughs> he's not making contact with the ground. What? Who is this man? And what the fuck is he doing? That, that, is this what Clovis is like? <laughs> this, like Twin Peaks ass shit? There's things in this episode that make me feel like we're watching a weird... Truman Show-esque experience yeah. where the only person who is a, aware that there is something off is Aaron Goodwin. Yeah. I don't, I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomachache. The story of this place is that this, this shyster Tom Wolf bought it and he's trying to sell it as a haunted house, which is why he's getting Ghost Adventures to come and, and put it on the television. Yeah. And... You know, they have proudly displayed a, a picture of a spirit that somebody snapped in there. They have video of what they call the man baby. Dude, what the f- What do you feel? How do you feel about this man baby? Well, first of all, I feel attacked. <laughs> but, but secondly, I don't know what they're fucking talking about. Because... He's like, he's like, we saw something in here that we can only refer to as the man baby. And here's the video. And it's just an arrow pointing at uh, just some stuff in a room. It looks nothing like a shape of anything. So they do like the classic thing where they, they whip the camera around and they think <laughs> they see something. So they immediately <laughs> drop the camera away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in the middle of renovations. At best, I see a a cloth over like a bucket. I'm I'm searching for man baby Clovis. <laughs> oh okay. Oh, I see what they're trying to do. It's supposed to be like a little like a little man sitting. Yeah, but also man baby Clovis sounds like a a great blues musician out of the <laughs> Louisiana Delta. Man Baby Clovis would definitely uh, be a guest for Redbone and the Baked Beans Riot. He'd, play, he'd help play the slide guitar. <laughs> and he comes out and he's got the head of a man and a baby body. And a man's needs. <laughs> I got a baby dick, but a man's needs. I got a baby dick and a man's needs. I think that's fun. Stabbed and cooked in pots. 
hung and every other thing. Uh, Tom mentions in here the reason why he thinks that so many spirits might be around is because when you die and you're, you know, you're not fully in control of your faculties, you can't understand that you've passed on. Right. And that's some pretty good, that's some, like, that's some decent uh, exposition. It's a decent theory. It's also backed up by what I could only imagine is the worst service you could possibly pay for which is apparently tom hired a uh a sensitive <laughs> is that like is that like what the that woman in purple was from fucking the next generation you mean deanna troy the counselor <laughs> on the ship counselor troy yeah yeah but what was she she was a uh, she was empathic empathic an empath thanks for letting me flex my dork muscles <laughs> Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! I'm sorry. A sensitive sounds way worse than an empath. Like an empath, you could be like, yeah, no, they like they care too much. A sensitive is like, mm-hmm. yo, just don't, just don't say anything. They will, they will cry. <laughs> dude, I'm crying, dude. What? I don't know why. I just, like, I can't imagine fucking being that person who paid for that service to be like, you mean you just made my house extra haunted? Dude, that's what Todd Wolf wants. He he hired a, a ghost bulldozer. <laughs> Who's like, do you want me to, like, you know, help them pass on? And he's like, no. No. No, Push no. Push them in. She's just out there with, like, a cursed whip, just like, come on, spirits. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 get on in there. We're city folks. Come and show us what a cowboy really can do. While they're being led by Tom. Todd. It's Todd. 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 (laughs) I've been saying Tom. Whatever. Richard Spencer? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I just caught a laugh. They, They get what they say is a laugh during their talk. And, like, I don't hear it. They look at their EMF detectors, and both of them are off the scale. I love that they say that it is uh, off the off the scale. It's off the charts. This EMF, which oddly enough, they show the charts on the reader, and yeah, that is it is distinctly <laughs> on the charts. Off the charts is halfway. <laughs> yeah. Guys, what's up? Um, I'm at a four. They get what they say is a female cry on the EVP, which, uh, Eric, what do you think about this? Because it's absolutely a fucking bird. It sounds like a, like, fire alarm that's out of batteries. It is either a bird or a fire alarm or some kind of other detector where it's just like, beep. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) It's a beep. It's a, maybe it was, maybe it was swearing. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was a a full-on blam jam that they couldn't play. (laughs) Blam jam. Oh, Damn it! You. Awesome. Get the out. Give me more. Um. The local 911 call center gets calls from this address despite there being no electricity or service. Dun dun dun. Zach holds up the cut phone wires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's super rude to this fucking this sheriff. He's like, so these these calls came from this house, and and the sheriff's like, I mean, uh, well, that's that's uh, that's what it would seem and he's like that's a yes well and 
the the funny thing is i think his uh the sheriff's hesitation to confirm that probably because california is one of the many states that requires by law that regardless of whether or not there is active paid service at a location all things that have a connected phone line must be able to make calls to 911 which is probably why <laughs> calls could still be made from that location what oh my yeah. god dude it could be spooky that you know the the 911 got calls from that phone number cuz it's a landline and it does look like cut but it also could have been professional reverse scooby doo shyster tom wolf just trying to get drum up stories about his location the fucking bastard todd Todd Wolf. Damn it. Oh, no. This is definitely going to oh, be the no. oh, this fucking is, this... Richard Senate all over again. <laughs> this is right. God, I'm going to have to put that fucking bong in there. God damn it. Oh. Well, it wouldn't be the end of the third season if I wasn't fucking up. <laughs> if we don't put a helmet on him, and if we don't rubber band napkins to his fingertips, he hurts himself. Aaron, he dips, he dips down into beta town. Oh, yeah. Todd is telling Zach about how they filled the basement with way too many patients. It's like yeah. full. And Zach goes, You would have to have a lot of patients to be in here. No! No! And no one laughs. Todd stares at him with a blank face. And Aaron goes, and he just, oh, oh. absolutely betafies himself. <laughs> I never should open my damn mouth. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth, it gets me in trouble. <laughs> There's only one witness in this episode that is really even worth talking about. And that is the biggest and hugest man that Zach has ever seen. <laughs> The absolutely gargantuan Scott Grunwald. Scott, right? Scott, this is where that huge guy. And if you don't think I'm big enough, brother, and you grab a hold of me. And I know what you did to that big guy that we interviewed earlier. Within your hands, I will get as big as I need to be. As big as I need to be to do the job on you. Something grabbed my ankles and gave me a little tug. He's got to be the biggest human being on the planet because Zach will not shut up about how big this dude is because <laughs> he, he's obviously very shy about the fact that Aaron is already bigger than him, which is why he never lets Aaron appear mm. bigger than him on camera. Yeah. But he can't hide that Scott is so goddamn big. Zach doesn't have tall enough hot topic boots to get out of the situation. The, the fun fact about Scott on this whole the paranormal world is a pyramid scheme he would later appear on an absolute garbage show called the paranormal paparazzi oh no the and the premise of the show is it's one of those like tmz shows where everyone would be gathered and be like hey gang what did you find in your reportings today and like they would literally like get in celebrities faces and demand them to tell them about their ghost experiences it's the worst it's the fucking worst i hate it fuck the paparazzi fuck the paparazzi god that makes me want to fucking punch a face 
Well, and and something that I've learned on the uh, the dating sites, Eric Hoofnagel, is are you going? Are you on lovefinder dot thirteen dot top? I didn't want to say, but I I have been talking to Caroline, so <laughs> back off, okay? God damn it! Her crevice is mine. Well, it's all right. Me and Fanny are going pretty far. <laughs> And also, uh, Pet- Petra Ivermectin is. Petra I've been following her OnlyFans, and it's really good. Wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more ghost adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. I mean, not now. It's not ready, but um, just just keep an eye out. The only episode I could find of Paranormal Paparazzi to actually watch, and this is apropos, he was interviewing a what they called a spectrophiliac, Ew. and having the gentleman teach him how to fuck ghosts. No. And. I just really like that because it gives a bit more meaning to him saying he felt a little tug. <laughs> the first time an entity touched you, can you give us a little bit about that? Teach me, Obi-Wan. Scott is going back on about like how near that crawl space he's feeling people, he's feeling things touching us, pinching us, grabbing us. And it just made me think like he just keeps going. He's like poking us, licking us. Flick it, twist it, grab it. Slap it. Bop it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's a paranormal bop it in the, in that crawl space area. And Zach does ask for a tug from Scott, this huge gargantuan behemoth of a man. He wouldn't do that normally to a guy. He wouldn't normally, but Scott is just so fucking large that Zach automatically defers to his girth and lets Scott wrap his just monstrous hands around Zach's comparatively thin forearms and gives him a little tug. Thank God Scott was gentle on that tug because he could have ripped Zach's small arms right out of his head. <laughs> Dislocated both his arms. Oh my God. Say these are your ankles. Right. How hard were you kind of tug back? Oh, you all right, man? They they do mention that the uh, the basement is called the pink room, and that's where they kept all the corpses. Todd says, oh, they could keep them for many days on end. And then, because there's no coroner in town, and Zach goes, for weeks, for months even. And it's like, what? It The basement's cool, but it's not that cold. Like, you have, you have bodies down there rotting for months. I love Zach's knee-jerk reaction to hyperbole. He's like, why not years? Years. They had they had bodies down here for years. They, You mean they would just throw the bodies hither and yon because nobody <laughs> could pick them up? In the pink room? Which I do love when Todd brings him down to the basement, to the pink room, because he says, you know, we call this the pink room. And then it hard cuts ahead to him saying this is where they store the bodies and it's clearly like time has passed the shot is different they are in different positions and i wonder if it's because zach asked why do they call it the pink room <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 
missed it, Joel. I can't believe you missed this. Uh-oh. But one one really good beatification of our oh. boy Aaron. He gets he gets taken down. So he's he's talking to Glenda, and she's talking about how ghosts tug her hair every time she's in mm-hmm. there. Um, and she says, "I have this sensitivity, you know, for ghosts, just like a dog." You know how you have dogs <laughs> that are sensitive to ghosts. They're animals. And Zach goes, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we got this fucking guy. And he just points out Aaron and Aaron's like, I'm the dog girl. You got to know that Zach and Nick off camera called Aaron Glenda for at least a couple weeks after that encounter. <laughs> <laughs> also, during that interview, we get our first during the day what our eyes see moment <laughs> where he's like, it's pitch black in here. It's the middle of the day. Turn off the lights. Turn off the cameras. Let's see what our eyes see. And it goes dark. And he's like, can you see me? And they go, no. And then he turns the lights back on and he goes, this is a literal black hole. Which... I don't, you know, it's, there's, we could see the boards on the window, Zach. It's not like magic. Like, <laughs> it's dark in there because they boarded up the windows. It happens to be dark for a reason, yeah. There's reasons why you could call a black hole the fact that it's dark in the day when you have fucking blackout curtains and boards over everything is not one of them. When I shut my eyes. It is a black hole of dark. This is why they call this place the black hole of Clovis? I guess that's why they call it the black hole of Clovis. I wanted to look more into Glenda and Donna, but uh, DonnaRaymond.com is a not a safe website to go to. It won't <laughs> load, and it's unsecure, so I'm pretty sure it's 100% virus at this point. Cool. DonnaRaymond.13.top. <laughs> Hi, I'm Donna. I swing both ways. Do you like analysis? Do you want to feel my crevice while my wife looks on? It's okay. It's safe. DonnaRaymond.com slash love. <laughs> okay, I, I am serious. There is going to be a Patreon. This isn't a bit. Please join when it's ready, please. So Andy Coppock comes on camera, and the first thing you see is, is is the title, his his name, and his title is Scientist Slash Paranormal Inventor, which, like, if I've ever seen a villain title, that's fucking it. <laughs> yeah. He's gone too far! The science has gone too far! The, he was killed by what? Laser technology? <laughs> Who do we know? In Gotham, who works with lasers. God, I looked into Andy. Did you research Andy? Because I tried to research Andy. No. Please tell me about Andy. It is very hard to find information because when you search his name, the top websites about him are all literally the worst. I don't know why this is a thing in the paranormal. Why are all the websites about the paranormal, why were they all made in 2006 with the worst website technology ever? Because the first one I clicked on has an article about him called How to Catch a Poltergeist, and it has, like, violent neon green text on a solid black background that is framed by a shadow wolf. Oh, my God. 
ghost gifs just on yes. the side yes. in a MIDI, yes. a MIDI file playing of like <laughs> the Ghostbusters theme. Yes, every paranormal <laughs> website is built like that. What? Why? There's a spinning gif of under construction. <laughs> yeah, just like the Spectry website. And a man holding a little sign. <laughs> they they custom it. They got somebody to instead of like just the man, the construction man, they made him a ghost it's a construction ghost. man. He's got it's like a, a little ghost. ghost sperm tail. Man, if anyone could have done well with some Squarespace. <laughs> I know. That is a demographic that just needs that shit. You don't need to, like, turn to one of your investigators who read a book about HTML in 1993. (laughs) Exactly. No. The next website. Okay, seriously. The next website that I had to check out because it's orbsareal.com is... Oh, my God. If that ever goes on sale, I am buying that domain. (laughs) Well, you might be able to because it looks like a cheaper version of like Blogspot, like Google Blogs. And you can tell it's dated because it's the banner says, please allow time for the page to load when there is literally nothing on this page other than text. This is an <laughs> old website. It says, Eric, Orbs Are Real is coming to Amazon.com soon. Can we buy merch? I, it's a book. Oh, it's a book. Orbs are real. The book coming soon to Amazon.com. Oh, I just want merch. I just want a shirt. <laughs> that says orbs are real. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it made it to Amazon.com, Eric. I typed in orbs are real, and it oh. didn't. Get, it didn't get there. They're they're like check back soon, 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say that the only information I could find on Andy is scanty at best. Because looking at these websites for too long makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> it's, it's just hearsay and weird, horrible websites made in 2006. I can't, I don't know if he's a real person. I just know that people buy his shyster ass technology. What do you think about this UV camera and his evidence he presents? Okay, first off, Zach is so fucking excited he designates like five minutes of the episode for this maybe more he can't shut the fuck up about it he just talks about it in circles so this is a spectrum of light that we can't see infrared light it can only see a, a, a small portion right which is something that we can't see with our current technology or with our eyes we're going in a spectrum of light that we've never been able to see before Uh, These are picking up different light energies. Yes. According to science, there are spectrums of light we can't see with our eyes, but using this technology in the UV spectrum, which we can't see with our technology and eyes, this technology (laughs) can see what our eyes and technology cannot. Boys, turn off the lights. Let's see what our eyes can see. (laughs) This has taken things to the new level. Honestly, I will say... This is more interesting than most of their dumb shit. This is like actually showing visible shit, which 
is way more fun. <laughs> dancing stick figures and robot voices and, and spooky speaking spells. Spooky speaking spell or or just uh, um, a, a radio going between all the AM stations of different yeah. preachers. <laughs> I am happy that this thing is around because, boy, it's one of the best parts of the lockdown. Absolutely. The only saving fucking grace. If there's, unless there's any last words, I think it's time to get into the lockdown of Clovis Wolf Manor, a.k.a. Chris Ascari's Sex Dungeon. <laughs> this is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. They call for a cage match. Come on down, you ghosts. Meet us in the cage. We're like the fighters coming down to the ring. They're <laughs> in their corner. We're in ours. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a slobber knocker. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. I love this moment. I reach out to the spirits of the Ghost Adventures universe, and I can <laughs> feel them powering me. Ooh. <laughs> Now, th- this begs the question, since they are they are fighters getting ready, you know, they're walking down to the ring. What kind of fighter is each of the boys? Like, who is the trash talker? Well, Zach is definitely like... Oh, well, I mean, he's the master taunter. Well, he's a master taunter. He's, he's, um, he's Ric Flair. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's like all about his metrosexuality. He comes out, he's, woo! <laughs> I think uh, Aaron Goodwin is probably Hacksaw Jim Duggan. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could also see him being um, fucking what's his name who always has like the leather mask. (laughs) Me Mankind slash Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley. I could totally see him being a Mick Foley. (laughs) Just coming out large boy. Just a large meat boy. He takes big steps. Every time he gets someone on the on the ground, he oh. does big steps as his taunt. Yeah. He takes big steps around them and he goes, Oh, oh yeah. He's a large boy, just kind of like happy. Oh, yeah, he's Kane. He's Kane. <laughs> he just comes out and stares. <laughs> No, that's Nick. Nick has the thousand yard stare. Nick is Kane. Nick is just a fucking generic ass heel. Or Nick is more of a backyard wrestling, like fall backwards on a bunch of fucking fluorescent light bulbs kind of guy. A juggalo. Yeah, yeah I mean, juggalo. A juggalo. He's a juggalo. <laughs> He's a backyard wrestling juggalo. Yeah. He pours a bunch of Fago on himself and he goes, Dark Death! And that's what he yells before his finishing move. It's like yeah. from the top turnbuckle, he yells Dark Death, and then everybody always dodges out of the way, so he lands face first onto thumbtacks. <laughs> and he just gets up right away. He's like, That's how we do it! JC Stone, that's how we roll. I, I want to make some modern wrestling references, but nobody will understand them. I, it, on, honestly, we make way too many fucking references to video games and wrestling. We're I know, such, I love it. We're hey, such it's fucking us. dorks, dude. <laughs> dude, also, during this whole beginning of this lockdown, Zach is doing this, you know, he's doing the UFC, he's doing the, like, wrestler shit, he's like, okay, come on, like, let's fuck these ghosts up, let's fucking do it, and then he's waffling between that and the, I'm doing this out of respect, alright, like, (laughs) I respect the dead, 
And so I'm here to like find out like if there's like life after death, but there are some mean ghosts here and I don't like that. People tugging, <laughs> people grabbing. Let's go. Come on. We want to hug you and fight you. <laughs> we want to hug you too hard. <laughs> we want you to tug at our heartstrings. <laughs> That's right. Come and touch me over here. I can feel you. Last episode we did was flashbacks nonstop. This one is nonstop fucking what our eyes see. Should we shut them off to show you? Night vision? Off night vision. Hey guys, close your LCD screens. I turn that off real quick. Okay. Just to show everybody how dark it is. That's how dark it is. And I see this digital recorder with the red light. Yeah, I can see that. What happened? Oh. God, turn it back on. It really starts going when Aaron claims that he gets a 3.2 on the EMF reader, which, as we've previously established, means it's absolutely off the charts. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, Good man. Oh, boy. Mocking of the Trinity. That uh, that 3.2 means that the spirits are starting to arrive and they can feel the, the spirits moving through them and they get a woman's moan, which it sounds pretty good. It's, yeah, it's, pretty not, good it's not bad. Meh. It's weird. It's, yeah. it's like kind of like cut weird or it, it sounds like it's kind of cut out of place. It's, it's certainly better than the uh, bird slash dying smoke alarm they caught earlier. So already the evidence is picking up. And uh, Zach takes this moment to force them to split up. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but Zach uh, tactfully sends Nick into the doll room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which this is this is a little thing, but it just makes me really happy. Nick's immediate impulse is to hold the microphone up to the doll's face. <laughs> doing an interview man on the street yeah he's like doing a billy on the street he's like can you talk to me yeah for what for a dollar tell me how you die <laughs> but then but then we get like a uh, so we get this evp of a voice saying nick yeah and that's pretty weird that we're hearing like like throughout this episode we hear nick and zach their voice their their names constantly but I will say that this one, out of context, sounds exactly like a foot scratching on a on a dirty fucking wooden. Floor. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's like a. You smell that? It smells really bad. That does right here. Oh, it smells like like horse. Yeah. They after this kind of bad EVP. They get an okay one where Zach is getting close to the basement and they hear another name as the EVP says, it wasn't me, Zach. That one actually is pretty good. They're, they're back in the foyer and like Nick is like, I keep seeing lights. I keep seeing lights. And it's like, yeah, dude, there's a fucking road. It's, it's yeah. on a road yeah. and they're at the front door. He, he sees lights and then they're like, what was that? What? Who did that? And then they get the EVP of wasn't me, Zach, which that's a bro. Absolutely. That's a bro. That's a total bro. The only thing that makes some of the evidence of this makes me question it is that they are back in California. 
So they are on the home turf of their eternal stalker slash patron, Richard Sennett. He could be greased up in the walls, whispering these boys' names, naked and shuffling around. The devil has the voice of many waters. And then we get the third what our eyes see moment. And they shut oh off God. <laughs> yet again. They're in the basement and they go, dude, show like how dark it is. It's so dark in the basement. And then Zach insists for some reason. I don't understand why he does this. They're splitting up. He insists that they split up and then he's like, keep those LCD screens closed. <laughs> so you can't yeah. why why do you want nick to fall over like what's the fuck's right what's the fuck he, he had already picked his room and then stood and then he's like keep your lcd screens close yeah great zach very nice asshole well they they and it's really funny to see them like walking around because they just put their cameras up to their eye and they have to look through the little viewfinder <laughs> to see where the fuck they're going with their little mini DV cameras. <laughs> it's so fucking silly. And Zach has posted up at this moment where the massive beefcake of a man, a, a gargantuan human named Scott was tugged. He starts trying to set the scene. He starts trying to play the improv game that he can pretend is evidence where he's like, oh, my face is going numb and there's a ringing in my ear. Yeah. And then both Nick and Aaron step on his shit <laughs> and he is mad. <laughs> Nick, Nick feels like he gets a whisper, which sounds pretty good. And then Aaron gets a headache and Zach the entire time he is like starting to increase the volume of his voice, but both. And he's like, no, no, come on, Aaron, just stay in it. Can we get back to me? Cause my face was feeling something. Can we please stop talking about your whispers, bro? Honestly, like this is one of my favorite ghost adventures moments of all time. <laughs> yeah. Aaron's by himself, right? He's, he's over in his corner. Yeah. Zach's in his corner, Nick's in his corner, and uh, Aaron goes, oh, what? Did you just breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's like, what the, what the fuck are you? And then Zach goes, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Did you just breathe? No. It's just, it's too much. It's too, it's like a bad joke about itself. Like, that would be a bad joke about Ghost Adventures, but they fucking said it. That bad joke about what Ghost Adventures is continues as Zach being angry about the fact that these two fucking just stepped on his improv game has to go extra aggro. He thinks he hears something in the crawl space and he's like, I know you're in there. And he fucking starts crawling his way through. Aggro. He fucking flies in there. This thing is like at his neck height. He just, oh yeah, just monkey boys his way in there. It's a great moment as Zach takes to the camera and he's just like Nick it just spoke this EVP demands his energy yeah want me energy. your energy <laughs> which okay I will say so do I um <laughs> I want to be able to just like hop in a, a tiny ass crawl space. crawl space like that yeah. I want that energy I just turned 35 like like a week ago I am old I can't do anything anymore I missed I missed saying happy birthday to you, didn't I? 
Maybe. Damn it! Just come and visit me. Oh, we'll do no. something fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that you're 35, and I, we both don't have the energy to chase ghosts like Zach do, because if I was in front of that crawl space and I heard something, I would gingerly... Like, I'd have to, like, really scope it out and be like, uh, I'm going to get my shirt dirty. I uh. think I'm going to go in there. Can someone help me? Is there an apple box or something that I can stand on? Aaron, can you get down here? I need a lump to step on. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. He goes into the crawl space. He hears the demand for energy, and that changes his energy a bit because he gets pretty scared. He talks about how huge Scott is again for like the third time. (laughs) And he doesn't get uh, anything else. So he starts crawling out of the heads, the the crawl space, but he crawls out head first. The only thing that's available there in the crawl space is his ass just presented. (laughs) He is full bent over doggy style. And he's just like asking this ghost to grab him. Somehow this ghost does not take the bait and goes right for his neck. (laughs) What kind of fucking ghost does not take that pearlescent white ass when it's presented? And Zach is upset because he gets super angry. He's like, dude, is there something on my neck? You're supposed to grab my dick, bro. It's, he's he's angry. He's swatting at his neck. He's like, no, you're just supposed to finger my taint. (laughs) He's grabbing my neck. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> and and Zach is so upset that his dick doesn't get grabbed by a ghost or his butthole doesn't get fingered that they he he insists that this is time for them to get the UV camera out. He does a really good callback where he's like, "You can't see what's happening. You can't see them grabbing my neck." And he goes, "You guys, we can't see them in this spectrum of light." <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, man, it's like a device that they found in the like an episode of G.I. Joe's. The the commercial break is Zach being angry, being like, we can't see in the spectrum of light. What are we going to do? And then it cuts to a commercial and like, new from the Ghost Adventures crew. It's the UV light attachment. Now these boys can see in all spectrums. With pink and purple action. They have real fist bump action. You can press a button on their back and they <laughs> punch each other. <laughs> For ovulus with every purchase by Kenner. <laughs> by Kenner. <laughs> oh my god. And it's perfect timing because they set up this fucking UV light. So it shoots at such an unbelievably low frame rate. Yeah, it's got to like it's got to be a ghost comes right up and stands there for like three seconds or else you're not going to get anything. The whole experience is a bit underwhelming, but also pretty funny. I mean, it's also cool as shit because finally we get to see something because we haven't seen anything since the first season. Yeah, not really. Nothing good. No, nothing's really compared to the Sloss Furnace myth. No, Sloss Furnace had two really good visible apparitions that was sick as fuck and that's upsetting because like we're watching a show i mean that's why people tune into the show they want to see a ghost exactly and 
this is finally a decent excuse for them to always make sure we can see one yeah. because it, it can film various blobs of purple light that they could be like, that's a ghost. Yeah. And with editing, it can make it seem like it's respond responding to all of their commands. I get a nasty whiff of something putrid, even through my mask. My favorite part about this, because what's happening is they're they're filming and they keep seeing this, this purple mist come in the room near a couch. At one point it's on the ground. At one point it's on the couch. It what? really seems to be responding. Yeah, and Zach, and and so so Zach yells at Aaron. Uh, he's, he sends the beta in and he says, yeah. You beta pig, go put the, the, <laughs> the EVP recorder on the ground in front of the door because we saw something. We saw a purple. And then Zach says, we caught a class A. A class A EVP. Top tier. Top tier. And it is a voice just saying, stay. And <laughs> it's, it's a it's a bro. They say it's a class A EVP, which Zach defines as it's clear and intelligible without like having to focus on it, which not really. It's not like it's the God. That is a class A EVP. That sh oh, I mean, I even get chills on my neck thinking about that. What is more class A? This or this? You can't call it a class A EVP if it's one word. No, class A is a fucking sentence. Uh, an audible, fully un like if you don't see the words on screen and you hear it, yeah, and you 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 hear a whole sentence, that's a classic. And it has to be relevant. Like stay is only loosely related because they weren't leaving at that point. No, they're still in there. So it's it's ick. It's okay. The only thing that's really fun about this scene is that the UV ghost seems to hate Aaron and loves Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they offer up Aaron as couch bait. It comes back and it like goes horizontal on the couch and they're like, it's lounging. It's lounging super hard. Aaron, <laughs> get in there, sit, sit on the couch. And they send him in there and he sits and nothing. It's over. Uh, and then eventually Zach is like, okay, pig, come back. Come back, pig. You're scaring him, pig. <laughs> here, boy. Here's your nuts. <laughs> Here's your fancy nuts. Come here. Don't fart. We're going to count it as an EVP, but don't <laughs> no, fart. No farting. You know, Zach is like, okay, we sent we sent the, the scary pig away. Will you come back in? And it comes back in to Zach's name. It even says Zach's name. That's According pretty crazy. to what they put on the screen. It, yeah, and it shows up on the couch for just a second at the same time as it says Zach. That's pretty cool. And then the episode ends with them doing the same experiment again in Mary's room, which the the man baby was seen, but they don't get anything. Yeah. As Nick is trying to lure it into the bed because Zach is the <laughs> only boy that they love in this. It's just nice to see Zach get some redemption after he got rejected so hard at Orb Prom in the last oh episode. Oh my god, the Orb Party. The Orbs did not like Zach, but the purple UV mist has it out for him. Mm. That might have been why he was so fucking excited about this device. Yeah, he's like, finally, finally everybody's going to see that I'm the one. I'm the one that the ghosts love. They're sucking my dick! 
<laughs> it's my taint they want. They're tugging me. Yeah, 95% of orbs are bullshit because they want to fuck Nick, but 100% of purple mists are real because they want my balls. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out. I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. What do you think, Eric? What do you think of this episode? What's your rating? You know, after the last two, <laughs> this one is not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah. It's not a very good episode. This episode's fine. Like, there, it's fun to see new technology. It's kind of an okay location, even though it's just a reverse Scooby-Doo plot from fucking Todd. Yeah, we finally got to meet Zach's dad. We got to meet Zach's dad. We got to see the biggest human being that's ever walked this earth. <laughs> a, a literal giant from myth. <laughs> a true ice giant. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's like a seven, like maybe a six out of ten. Mm, like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know. I, I maybe would put it at a five myself. The wrong number. And you know that it is time. The final challenge of season three yes. is time to challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. Oh my god. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. I've had some simple ones in the past. This one's pretty fucking simple. But I also... Yeah don't know if anyone could win this mm -hmm. so all this talk about you know seeing spectrums of light the the ultraviolet i'm going to challenge zach to sit down and watch the entirety of the 2006 mila jovovich sci-fi action movie ultraviolet <laughs> and if oh, he can no. sit through the whole thing he wins however i mean however yeah that might be his favorite movie of all time i was gonna say that ex seems exactly like the kind of movie that zach would consider art <laughs> i may have backed myself in the corner with this because uh this that film rated an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's a 3 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. It is an impossibly terrible film. Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember, didn't we see that in the theaters? And we were like, this is the fucking worst. If I saw that all the way through, I blacked out. Because I don't think I've seen that whole thing. We definitely went to see that in theaters. It was 2006. We were 18 and it was Mia Hovovich. Okay? <laughs> like, I mean, she was my favorite. I do remember it being absolute garbage, but I am a thousand percent. This is the kind of thing. he but Zach Bagels would just be like, whoa, I, I, we just have to watch my favorite. I watch this like every month. Mia Hovovich. She's the best. She's got a cool sword. It's like She's art. so hot. She's so hot. It is the story of future vampire. What have I done, Joel? He I, loves vampire I, movies, I, Eric. Fuck, dude. I fucking. You're gonna lose. Oh fuck. Oh, I. This might be the first time we've made it to season three, and I. This might be the first time where I totally handed it to Zach. 
Well, you know what's funny, Eric? I think I probably did the same thing that you did. Oh, Handed it no! right to Zach. Let's hear it. You know, this whole purple mist situation and it's it's love for zach and hatred for aaron really inspired me and i wanted to make a show this is this is going to be a a a reality tv show that that premieres after paranormal zaddies well it's the first paranormal reality dating show and it's called are you my boo and that is b-o-o it's a play on words We give paranormal investigators the the chance to find the ghoul of their dreams. Oh, my. (laughs) It's like the Bachelorette with Banshees. It's like Eliminate with Ectoplasm. It's the flavor of love with females from beyond. We get paranormal investigators, all of the ones that we've seen, all the paranormal teams. We get Spectre, Fish, (laughs) Pimps. Scott Huge Sack Grunwald. <laughs> you know, one person gets voted off each episode based on who gets the least Shit. evidence. Joel. Obviously, we're handing this to Zach because he is Fuck. going to be able to get these ghost women more than us. Absolutely. Touch, dude. Oh, we are so fucked in this one. Very bad, very bad, very bad. You know what, Joel? I think, uh, I think... The fact that I have just forced him to sit through <laughs> Ultraviolet. Canonically his favorite movie. Can, yes. yes. However, it does set his standards very high because his standards will now be set at Mila Jovovich. And she's probably in every one of his favorite films. <laughs> All the Resident Evil Oh my god, yeah. Watching that is going to set his standards a little too high. And mm-hmm. he is going to reject far too many ghost ladies. His projection about not being the spectrophile uh, <laughs> when he's really secretly all he wants is to fuck ghost women. It's going to just drive a wedge between him and his boys. And I think that we're going to lose... But there's not going to be anybody who really wins. You know, that's a proper ending to the third season, the season of mockery, (laughs) the mocking of the Trinity. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance for sure. Show yourself. Witches and Warlocks, thank you so much for coming along on this adventure with us. We're coming back in season four, and we're going to have to really consider our plan of attack because in season four there's like 15 it's almost (laughs) double the amount of ghost adventures shit are we gonna have to start doing this once a week (laughs) witches and warlocks if you like the way that i edit episodes and you think you can do it as good or better let us know we won't pay you but we can make more episodes if you do that work We have no money. (laughs) We'll get done with season four sometime in 2024. (laughs) But the first episode that we're going to talk about in season four is a legendary experience with Zach. The first banner image is him dressed as a Union soldier because they are at Gettysburg. But you know, nothing compares. Nothing compares to the 
fucking Tiger King. There's no darker land than Joe Exotic's gushing horse vagina zoo. Nope. Nothing's worse. Worse. There's nothing. Nothing is worse. Nothing is bad, including Gettysburg. Not as bad as Gettysburg. I'm Joel Clamberger. And Eric, I have two. I think it's time to good night. Say good night. <laughs> it's Witches time to good night. I love you, hey, Eric. Love you too. I love you. Love, love, <laughs> love our, our our witches warlocks. Join our Patreon. It's gonna be up at some point. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All you witches and warlocks. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us at CFMITD on Twitter or on Instagram at Come Fight Me in the Dark. You can also send us an email to Aaron is a bottom biatch at gmail.com. That's A A R O N is a bottom B I A T C H at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Good night.